After I graduated from high school, I went to serve on work crew for Young Life's camp in British Columbia called Malibu. It's a beautiful place. You can only get there on water by ferry or yachts, some sort of boat. Um, and it's built in the, in, into the rocks, it's huge rocks going up, and uh, the camp is built right into it. All around the camp are signs that say, please stay on the paths. They have all these paths, trails you can take up into the mountains. Please don't disregard the guardrails. But one week, two campers, high schooler boys, uh, went around a guardrail. They thought they knew better, and they got real close to the edge, and one of the kids slipped and fell about 100 feet. His friend came running back into camp and said, Help, help! My friend, we, we went around, he slipped down, he fell far. Now, the camp is, is a big camp. There are 300 campers. Uh, they have all the counselors, the work crew, the summer staff. Uh, people come in on yachts for lunch, dinner, overnight. And so there's probably 500 people there. It's always buzzing. But this day, it got very quiet. As they called the paramedics, and uh, they came in on a seaplane, and they found the boy. But it was too late. He had died. We live in a world with strict laws of cause and effect. If you step off a steep mountain cliff, gravity will pull you to your death. God gives us freedom to make choices, but choices have consequences. In our day of moral relativism, we're taught that There are no moral absolutes. You do what seems right to you, and things will work out just fine. We can do whatever we want because there's no guarantee that doing good will lead to good, or that doing bad will lead to bad. You may not be a follower of Christ, and that may be just what you believe. Into our culture of moral uncertainty, the Apostle Paul speaks. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. My guess is that whether you're a teenager, single, married, parent, or grandparent, you haven't thought too much about this text. We don't talk about consequences much in our culture. This is the first in a series called Choices Matter, the Laws of Consequences. It's striking that we read these verses in Galatians. Galatians is known as the New Testament's Emancipation Proclamation. The theme of the book is that we're not saved by law, by keeping the law, but we're saved by grace. Paul knows that human beings, by natural inclination, work sort of like pendulums. If we leave the law, having to keep the law, we're going to swing toward libertarianism. We think if I do something wrong... All I have to do is confess my sins. I'll be forgiven and face no consequences. This is a trap. Yes, God forgives, but forgiveness does not forgive the consequences. 
you go around a guardrail and step off a cliff and you fall, you can pray all the way down to the bottom, but you'll still fall. Paul ends the book of Galatians with this text as a warning. We reap what we sow. Choices have consequences. Paul makes his point, makes his point with an analogy to farming. Although only 6% of Americans are involved with agriculture, most of us understand some of the basic principles of farming. Uh, plant a kernel of corn, and you reap corn. Nothing else, not beans, not potatoes, not asparagus. Should we be surprised that the same uh, principle in operation also works in the spiritual area? I want to flesh out the laws of consequences in two ways. One, our choices affect us. They affect us both negatively and positively. Our choices affect us negatively. So let's look at our text again. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. If we sow to please our sinful nature, we will reap destruction. We will face negative consequences. And when we make bad choices, we can't undo them. You can't undo being unfaithful. You can't undrink drinking too much. You can't undo and and do a do-over on your freshman year. You can't unwork working too much. God allows consequences to come our way when we mess up, not because He is cruel. The prophet Amos explains it. I gave you empty stomachs in every city and lack of bread in every town. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. So Amos is saying, God allowed you to be hungry and not have bread so that you would return to me. I also withheld rain from you when the harvest was still three months away. I sent rain on one town, but withheld it with from another. One field had rain, another had none, and dried up. People staggered from town to town for water, but did not, did not get enough to drink. Yet you have not returned to me, declares the Lord. God tells the people through Amos that God sends consequences not to be cruel, but to get our attention and draw us back to Him. Our choices also affect us positively. Back to our text. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. If we follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit, we'll reap life. The Apostle Paul writes, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. If we sow to please the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will build these character qualities in us. Solomon writes, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything you do flows from it. We are to guard our hearts, that is, our inner thoughts, We're to follow the promptings of the Holy Spirit so that we fill our heart with the fruit of the Spirit. I have uh, with me today uh, a jar. These are some leftovers from uh, uh, Easter at our house. 
if I tip the jar, what comes out is not dependent on how much I tip it. What comes out is dependent on what's already in it. Turns out it's jelly beans for, for Easter. What comes out of your heart is, depends on what's in your heart. Uh, Solomon writes, My son, do not forget my teaching, but keep my commands in your heart, for they will prolong your life many years and bring you peace and prosperity. Now, this isn't guarantee that if you do good, if you obey God, then you'll live to be 95 and you'll be wealthy. Proverbs talks in terms of generalities. As a general rule, if you do good, you'll live longer and live better. A man had a beautiful daughter, but sadly, she died at the age of eight. Shortly thereafter, his wife died. The man was so distraught that he too died. And he uh, was a very wealthy man, so people were anxious to read his will, but they couldn't find it. And so they decided to hold an auction of his furniture, and uh, at the auction, a woman who took care of the little eight-year-old girl bought a picture of her. Nobody wanted it. She paid like a dollar. And as she took it home and was cleaning it, out of the back came a piece of paper. And on the piece of paper it read, I will all my possessions to the one who loved my daughter enough to buy this picture. That's what God says to us. If you love my son, if you love my son enough to obey me, to do what I ask of you, I will give you all the life you can handle. We reap what we sow. Choices have consequences. The second thing I want to say about the law of consequences is that our choices affect other people and other people's choices affect us. Our choices affect other people both positively and negatively. And other people's choices affect us both positively and negatively. Let's look at our text again. Do not be deceived. God cannot be mocked. A man reaps what he sows. Whoever sows to please their flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Other people reap what we sow, and we reap what other people sow. Our choices affect other people, and other people's choices affect us. We are the recipients of God's good choices, all His beautiful creation, We're the recipients of what God has made. James says, every good and perfect gift is from above. James is the half-brother of Jesus, coming down from the Father of the heavenly lights. Jesus says, he causes his Son to rise on the evil and the good and sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. God is good to all of us. Our good choices affect other people positively. And we are the recipients of the good choices of others. Jesus says, thus the saying, one sows and another reaps, is true. I sent you to reap what you have not worked for. Others have done the hard work, and you have reaped the benefits of their labor. We're all the benefits of things other people have done before us. The cars we drive, the roads we drive on, the appliances we use in our houses. 
uh, we benefit from what others have done. The airplanes we fly in, uh, there's so many, so much good work has been done before us. Take the cell phones that we enjoy. We can call somebody nearly anywhere in the world with just dialing a few numbers. Well, that's because of hard work that other people have done before us. A number of years ago, I got the idea that uh, our church should be a sister church to another church in uh, the Eastern uh, European countries. So I got to know a guy named Dr. Marcel Cardos, uh, the pastor of uh, several churches in Alba Iulia, Romania. Never forget the first time I talked to him. Romanian phones are so bad. And uh, he called me and I picked it up and he says, can you hear me? Yes, yes. And I said, can you understand me? Yes, yes. And then he said something. Do you understand me? Yes, I said. I lied. I mean, the connection was so difficult, so grainy. I could barely understand what he's saying. And then he's Romanian and his English wasn't that good. After we got off the phone, my wife, uh, Jory, had been in the room and she laughed. She said, you know what you just agreed to? You agreed to go preach at four different churches in Romania. My husband, who traveled a ton in college, but since college hasn't shown any great interest in traveling. And so three months later, I was off to Romania. and I preached in four different cities. And while I was doing that, Jory was going through orphanages. This was when there were over 100,000 orphans uh, in Romania. And uh, she found a little baby girl, two years old, for adoption. She tried to get all the paperwork done while I was preaching, but she couldn't get it finished, and we had to fly home. So we agreed that when the paperwork was done, I would go back by myself to Bucharest and pick up our little uh, girl named Andrea. Well, when I got back there, I, f- I thought I'd be there maybe three, four days. It turned out in, it was 17 grueling days of, of frustration. Uh, three steps forward, two steps back. It was very difficult. And one of the hardest things when I was there was the phone system. I would try to call Jory and let her know what had happened that day. Uh, but I couldn't. It was very difficult to make a call. The, the phone I had in my apartment was a party line and couldn't get out. And so I'd have to go to the phone station. And I'd have to stand in line maybe an hour, maybe two, maybe three, maybe ten hours to make a five-minute phone call. I was never so happy as when I got home uh, with baby Andrea, and then I could use my phone again and talk to anybody I wanted to. We are all indebted to the good work of people who have gone before us. Amidst this coronavirus uh, pandemic, We've been impressed with the wide variety of potential medicines that are being developed to cure people of the virus. Uh, The work that has been done by people that have gone before us, we're benefiting from their research, their doctors, their testing, uh, some that have gone before us and some that are working in real time. Funny, isn't it? We don't mind receiving the benefits of good things people have done before us. But when we face the consequences of other people's bad decisions, we cry, that's not fair. It's not right. I don't deserve this. We can't have it both ways. If we receive good things from the choices of others, we will also face the consequences 
of their poor choices. That introduces us to the negative implications of the fact that our choices affect other people. Our poor choices affect other people negatively, and other people's poor choices affect us negatively. Jerry Sitzer was driving home from a family vacation with his wife, his mother, and four children. He was coming down in their SUV down a mountain road, and he noticed a car coming that was zigzagging around, and he noticed the lights of the car. It was dusk. The lights of the car against the the mountain uh, side. And uh, before he could get out of the way of this guy who was obviously intoxicated way beyond the, the legal limit, the other guy hit him head on. In a few seconds, Jerry lost three generations of women, his mother, his wife, and his four-year-old daughter. They all lay dead on the side of the road. Well, as the days and weeks uh, went on, Jerry had uh, feelings of rage towards this other driver. Uh, And he had feelings of anger toward God. God, what did I do? Why did I deserve this? He had a sense of meaninglessness, feelings of deep depression. He also had to summon the strength to go back to work to take responsibilities as a job, and to take care of his other three traumatized uh, children. He eventually wrote a beautiful book titled A Grace Disguised. He shares how over a period of months, he came to understand that God still loved him and that God was working good. God can always work good out of bad things. Bad things happen in our world. Because we are affected by the bad choices others make. Last November, the coronavirus broke out in Wuhan, China. Infecting tens of thousands of people and killing thousands. We have learned from the Hong Kong press, uh, East Asia Free Press, and Taiwan that wanting to save face, the Chinese government tried to cover it up. They said it could only be transmitted from animals to, to humans, not from human to human. There's really no risk. We've got it under control. Come vacation in Wuhan if you want. Well, so many people were getting sick and dying that 5 million people from, China, from, from Wuhan fled to other parts of China and other parts of the world, places where they have large uh, Chinese populations like Iran and Italy and France and Spain and the UK, and it led to a pandemic across the world. Their cover-up has caused the deaths of thousands and people around the world and in the process has crushed economies. Bad things happen to us because we are affected by the choices, the bad choices other people make, even other countries make. Do you remember Ted Bundy, the serial rapist, murderer in Tacoma, Washington? He confessed to 23 murders before being prosecuted and electrocuted. He came from what most people would consider a normal family, grew up with parents who loved him. They went to church. He was a pretty normal kid. 
in an interview with Dr. James Dobson, the psychologist, he said, well, what happened? He said, it all started at the age of 13 when I found pornography in the local drugstore. And I got addicted to it. And I got so I wanted more. I wanted something more graphic and more violent. And after, after a couple of years, I decided pornography could only take me so far. And I began to wonder if rape and murder would give me the thrill that I craved. Studies show that 75% of pornography produced in our country eventually ends up in the hands of children. On their cell phones, in movies, in magazines. The material has destructive influence on children and all people who use it. An FBI study of 36 serial murderers, 29 of the criminals confessed that pornography was one of their greatest sexual interests. Dr. William Marshall found that 86% of rapists regularly used pornography. So parents, if you are not monitoring what your children are looking at on your cell phone, on their cell phone, You're making a big mistake. Other people's choices can affect us negatively. People who choose to drink and drive can affect us. Countries who lie to us affect us. People who produce pornography affect us. We reap what we sow. Choices have consequences. Our choices affect other people, and other people's choices affect us. So what can you do? You say, I'm just one person. What difference can I make in this huge world? When God decides to do a great work, He always takes a person. You can make a major difference. It was one vote that gave Oliver Cromwell control of England in 1656. It was one vote that gave the U.S. the English language instead of the German language in 1776. It was one vote that gave the presidency of the United States to Rutherford B. Hayes in 1876. It was one vote that gave Adolf Hitler the leadership of the Nazi party in Germany in 1923. My point is your vote matters. And you can also do other things to make a difference. We're all in this together. The good or bad that I do affects you. The wise or foolish things you do affects me. We must take more responsibility for each other. The popular thinking, there are no moral absolutes to do whatever you want, it doesn't have any effect on me, just isn't true. We have to take more responsibility for our choices, for our families, for our schools, for our work, our neighborhoods, our cities, our state, and our nation. If you choose not to get involved, On any of these levels, you are choosing to let other people make decisions regarding your welfare. The most important decision you can make, if you have not done so, is to invite Christ into your life. Thank Him for being the Son of God, for dying on the cross for your sins, for being raised from the dead, and invite Him to come into your life and change you by His Holy Spirit. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you for these three verses in Galatians. They surprise us. It's a book about grace. And yet he says, hey, don't be deceived. A man reaps what he sows. And we see that the choices we make affect our own lives and affect the lives of others. 
And so we want to be more aware of what we're doing with our lives, what we're sowing, so that we can help other people around us and not hurt them. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.